What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. Um, it is a glorious morning. I mean, geez, it is freaking beautiful out today. And uh, very grateful today. Glad that you guys are here. Um, something I wanted to talk about, you know, before I even get to that, if you or anybody you know needs help, they need help immediately, um, do not hesitate to call my line and, uh, and I will do everything in um, the best of my abilities to get you the help that you need. You can call my number. It is 203-917-8862. That's 203-917-8862. That is my direct line from my second phone. So um, listen, I mean, something today that's, that's on my mind this morning is... Um, you know, the fact that addiction is actually working for you, it is not working against you, which sounds kind of funny, right? Because when you think about people that have uh, struggles with drug addiction, obviously a lot of negative things come to mind uh, for people at first. And uh, the truth is at the end of the day, it takes a little bit of perspective and a little bit of distance away from addiction and what happens afterwards, you know, after we get clean, what happens in recovery? And the, the truth is, if I didn't reach the low points in my life that my addiction brought me to, I would ne- I would not be the man I am today. That's just that's just 100 percent the truth. Um, it has given me my mission and my purpose in life. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be the case for everybody. Not everybody wants to um, save, save the world for people that are struggling with addiction. Like, like I do, you know, I want to have great impact, but what I do know is that addiction as dark as it can get, it allows people the, the recognition of their, of their bad choices can actually allow you to change your life where, where other people who don't have these struggles or don't have the severity of the struggles we have in our drug addiction. Other people do not make the changes in order to reach their full potential because the problems aren't deep enough, which sounds funny because you think as, as more severe problems you have, um, you, you think it's working against you. But the truth is, is that our, our lowest points allows us to become uh, and transform, uh, transform, into a person that uh, we couldn't be otherwise, you know, the, the whole thing with recovery is it is about transforming. It's about making a spiritual transformation of the person that you used to be into the person that you want to be. And if things don't get bad enough, people don't want to change because why, when, when you're comfortable, why, why make necessary changes to become better? Comfort is the death of, of, of men, you know what I mean? And women, of course, you know, but that's just a, it's a phrase that it's like comfort will kill you (laughs) as ironic as that sounds, because the pillar for growth is discomfort. You have to be willing to get uncomfortable. You have to be willing to, um, in order to grow, it needs to be, there needs to be a, a certain level of pain and however the amount of pain that you can endure um the higher threshold you have to be uncomfortable and to go through struggles but to keep moving forward you're gonna keep you're gonna that's going to allow you to reach your full potential you know 
people that do not have a, a high tolerance to pain, and I'm not talking about physical pain. I'm talking about going through shit in life. You know, the people that have the highest threshold of pain are able to reach the higher mountaintops. You know what I mean? The peaks of our lives is going to be determined on how much pain we can actually um, go through, but keep moving forward. You know, it's kind of like the boxer, right? The boxer that's highly skilled. You could be as skilled as you want, but if you can't take a punch to the face, you're done. You're not going to, you're not going to succeed. You got to be able to take the hits that life is going to offer you and get back up each and every time, because what doesn't kill us really does make us stronger, you know, and it's easier to say that now. And then when you're going through it, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's going to make you stronger. Make it, it feels like, it feels like you're on a, a death's door, you know, but going through those times, going through the, the severity of what we see in our addiction and reaching our bottoms, whether it be um, reaching lows morally, emotionally, mentally, physically, for sure, right? Going through all these things, it creates a callus and it makes us stronger to be able to go through other things in life. And um, I mean, think about it, right? One of the biggest things um, that sticks with people is going through withdrawals, the physical pain of it. That is something that you don't fucking forget. You know, it is brutal, uh, depending on what it is that you're addicted to and what substances you're, you're recovering from. But going through um, alcohol withdrawals, benzo withdrawals, opiate withdrawals, that that is firmly cemented in people's minds. Why is that? Well, I mean, the the going through that battle of physical pain and anguish and getting through to the other side, it makes you stronger for, for going through that. You know what I mean? And and it's something that you remember and it actually can be used as a motivation to stay to stay the hell away from that type of pain. Think about going through the court system, right? When I got arrested, um, we had to hire a lawyer. We had to hire a lawyer that cost that cost fifteen thousand dollars. Now, trust me, you feel that <laughs> you feel that that uh, that pain financially when you have to dish out fifteen grand and uh, and then you pay another five grand in, in legal fees and and court fees and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And and when we get off scot free, we actually end up suffering more in the long term. And this is why when you're dealing with people that uh, family and loved ones and um, whether it's your brother, sister, uh, a, a very close friend, what actually ends up hurting these people is that they end up becoming enabled and they don't actually get to reach their bottom, whatever their bottom is, because it's different for everybody. Some people need to get, some need uh, people need to become homeless. Some people need um, career pain and job loss and uh, loss of purpose in life. And some other people don't need to reach that far of a bottom before they want to get the help. But everybody's is different. But like I said, when we enable people in our, in our lives and we don't allow them to actually hit rock bottom because we want to protect them, we are actually hurting them because they are remaining in a comfortable state. It takes 
getting really fucking uncomfortable in order to grow in life. There's no way around it. The struggle is guaranteed. You just got to choose which one you want. And it took me a while to really understand that. You can either you can either choose to recover and get clean and put your life on the on the straight and narrow and actually reach your potential in life. And that alone has its own struggles because we're uncomfortable in that. You know, that's a that's a whole different process of what we're used to and dealing with the reasons why uh, why we use and and um, and that's different for everybody, too. But we got to do some serious soul searching and uh, and making a real transformation. Right. So that has its own struggles and its own discomfort. Or you could pick the struggle of continuing to get high, continuing to, uh, to drink and going through those struggles, even though you're actually comfortable in the chaos of it. Because make no mistake about it, as messed up and severe as addiction can be, we are comfortable in that. That is why we continue going back to this uh, quote unquote solution. Because it is a solution for us. That is why we end up going back to it. It's, it's a, it solves a certain problem for us. The problem is it creates a lot more problems on the back end. And it's subtle at first. We don't really see it for what it is and what it can become in the beginning because it's fun. It's a social lubricant. It covers up our, our temporary um, emotional pain or mental pain and, and it quiets the noise. But we don't even really know what is coming after that as we continue to chase it, you know. So even though a lot of things go down in our addiction, it is still our comfort. So in order to break these patterns and these habits, we need to we need to decide what struggle am I going to what struggle am I going to choose? We do not get to avoid a struggle in life. And this is a good thing. Because it's not supposed to be that way. Um, you know, so I, I really just want to frame uh, uh, the way that people look at addiction or recovery into it's working for you. It's not working against you, you know, and it really just depends on your perspective on it. In the beginning, when I first got clean, I would have swore to you that my life was over. You know what I mean? I would have swore that. Wow, I'm 20 years old. I can't party again. Uh, this is a lifelong thing, which I was looking at my, my perspective on. It was totally out of whack and rightfully so, just because I, that's where I was at. You're only at where you're at, you know, and um, so I, I but getting clean now, I recognize and, and having a little bit of time, I recognize, OK, this has actually allowed me to transform my life. And to actually become a better human being. Now, trust me, I've had my own struggles in, in sobriety too. The growth never stops. That's the cool part. It's exciting. It's exciting about life because we never reach our full potential as long as we continue to try to grow. Um, and, but how many people do you know, right? And, and and listen, it's not even a judgment. It's just the truth. Like when people don't go through certain struggles in life, they're just not strong enough to weather certain storms that come their way and we see some shit in our addiction <laughs> if you've been through addiction 
you have seen some stuff. You have seen some stuff. You have created some stuff as well that your normal everyday person doesn't really experience. And so we can use this to our advantage. You know, we're survivors. We're grinders. We're persistent. Um, a lot of we're very crafty, right? We're creative. Um, we can use our uh, our our willpower to get something done in the positive. You know, so I just want to kind of um, go over go over a little bit of like your your past experiences we just need to kind of shift it into a into a we need to channel your talents if you want to call it that and um and not get into this self-pity mode of um my life is over right or i have a lot of shame and guilt of the things that i've done which which is valid for a lot of people but we can actually utilize our past to our strengths, you know? So, um, just to, just to kind of put it in perspective for you and, and, uh, and shift your mindset on it. And, um, to touch on a little bit of like transforming who we are, I kind of want to touch on that too. And it's all about taking action. You know what I mean? It's all about really putting things in motion. And when I, when I first started getting clean, um, I needed guidance from other people. I really was not able to, obviously, I was not able to get clean on my own. And um, I think people really try to go this route. It's so common. You know, it's it's funny, like talking with a lot of people, um, whether I'm answering messages on, on TikTok or Instagram, or I'm talking peop uh, with people um, about getting clean. It's like, Everybody wants to try to do it on their own. And I'm, it's, it's like clockwork. Everybody wants to do it on their own. And I understand because I've been there, but I try to, uh, I'm, I, it's something that I really have taken note on uh, over the last few years in particular. And the whole idea is that addiction pulls us away from everything. So in order for us to kind of reach a different point in our lives, we need to get connected with people who are doing it. And when we try to do things on our own, we're really just doing, it's really just feeding our ego and addiction. Our ego thrives when we are um, not doing the right thing and we're getting high because it's all about us. It's all about what I want in that moment. I want, if I want to use I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get it. I don't really care who it impacts, uh, what plans I made, who I got to screw over to get it, whatever the case may be. If I want it, if I want it, I'm going to get it. And it's a very selfish uh, mindset to have, but this is the point we get to, you know, other things fall at the wayside that were once a priority to us. And it soon doesn't become a priority. You know, our, our getting high and drinking and partying became my number one. That was my number one priority. And um, so how do we change that? Like when we get clean, what does this mean, right? What do we have to do in order to to, to get better? And it's, a, it's about making a, a personal transformation. Now, 
obviously this does not happen overnight you know this but it but it takes action it takes just a little bit of action each and every day doing things a little bit differently not feeding our ego it's living with humility and a lot of people don't like the word humility because they kind of marry it with the word humiliation you know when you think of humility it's very easy to think about being humiliated or being shamed and that's not not what i mean at all being humble is is recognizing your your size, your place, you know what I mean? And and not putting your needs and wants above everybody else's. And it's understanding that we're a lot more alike with everybody else in the world than we think. But our ego wants us to think that we're different and that we're separated. And what that does is actually divide us from being able to connect with individuals. And if we want to get clean, we've got to be able to make connections. We've got to be able to be honest because when you share a problem, when you're thinking about getting high and you're isolated to yourself, you're, you're, you're feeding a bad neighborhood, right? And what I mean by that is the mind, your mind when you're first getting clean is not to be trusted. You know, you need to fucking walk around with a flashlight in that neighborhood upstairs because it's a bad neighborhood. <laughs> when I first was getting clean, uh, it was not safe for me to uh, to isolate and, and feed into my own ideas. I needed to run things uh, past other people because the way that I thought was flawed. I was not in a space where I could make these transformations on my own, you know, at least at the at the this point in my life, I couldn't. So it was really important for me to share where I was at with people. And and this is why AA works and stuff like that, you know? And and if that's not the route for you, that's okay, of course. I don't I don't implement um what has worked for me as the only solution because of course not. But but going to rehab, going to meetings, um joining uh, you know, smart recovery meetings, talking with people that you know are clean going you know going out of your way to build bonds with people that you know are living a better life we have to be able to share where we're at just simply being able to talk with somebody and being honest about where we're at instantly makes us feel better even if you feel a little bit vulnerable doing it and you're not used to it that's okay because i wasn't used to it either most people aren't you know but the idea is when you share it's uh look at it this way. If you're holding on to um just to put it in just to put it in a, a, a different way, if let's say all of your problems are in a bag and then you share your problems with somebody else, you're basically dumping out half of the bag and now the other person takes half of the weight and they're able to kind of converse with you and let you know what, what how to change um, your attitude about it or, or give you some tips and tools that can help. And, and that's the thing, right? Like I said before, we need to get connected in recovery because our own thoughts is what feeds into our addiction, right? We're used to thinking a certain way. So our way of thinking is very, very sly. It's very tricky. It's hard to kind of differentiate okay, am I actually thinking about this problem the right way? Or is this leading me closer to getting high because I'm used to thinking and operating on a certain um, belief system? 
And that's why we need guidance. That's why we need to be able to share shit with people. Um, and this is the start of our transformation because we're able to recognize what voices we're, we're, we're listening to and what they sound like. Right. And, and um, so th that's a big part of it. And, and another thing is like a part of transformation. It's about transforming mentally, emotionally, uh, physically, right? Getting goals for ourselves and working and striving towards something, something that has really been huge for me, uh, a big, a big um, tool for me. I'll, I'll probably do it. I'll definitely do a podcast on this alone at some point is, uh, is meditation. I mean, meditation has been so massive because when you're able to sit with yourself and you're not identifying yourself with all the things that are going on in your life and you're able to remove yourself from your day to day. You know, I have to go to the, I have to go to the grocery store. I have to work on my business. I have to, you know, we, we go through all of these things. I have to record a podcast. I have to, uh, I have a session at three o'clock and, and this is the game plan I want to go over with this, with this client I'm working with, you know, all these things that are going on in our lives. My job needs this from me. My schoolwork needs to get done, blah, blah, blah. Whatever's going on in your day. We really forget who we are. We get caught up in what we need to do, quote unquote, instead of being able to relax and remember that we need some time to reflect, some time to actually remove ourselves from all of that. And what meditation basically does is it, it introduces you to your true self. Now, this scares the shit out of some people because they don't know who they really are. And that's OK. You know, I'm still I mean, listen, no, we're we're what, what's the saying I really like? We are um, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. You know, and that meditation really brings us brings me to that. When I'm able to quiet my mind, and this takes practice, this isn't something that, and there's a hundred different ways to meditate, you know what I mean? Like, it's different for everybody, but being able to remove ourselves from the things that we identify ourselves as is very, very important. Being able to quiet your mind, it's kind of like, you ever been in the kitchen before, and your fridge is, is on, and it's, you know, it's running, and it's really loud, but you don't notice it in the moment because you're just used to the sound. You're just used to it running. And so you're not consciously thinking, wow, that fridge is really loud. But all of a sudden it turns off. It stops running. And it's quiet. And it's like, whoa. It's like, wow, that was really loud. The th th this is what meditation does. It quiets the noise. The problem is is your mind is running all day long. You're constantly thinking about things that you have to do. You're thinking about the past. You're worried about the future. Blah, blah, blah. Everything that your, e your ego is running your life for you. You're trying to control everything and you're thinking about a hundred different things at once. But when you meditate, all that quiets down and you don't recognize how important that really is until you do it. Just like how you don't recognize how how loud the fridge is until it gets quiet. And it's like, oh, man, that was really, <laughs> that's been running for a long time. Well, that's our mind. It's constantly going. It's constantly running. 
And if we don't take, I do, I meditate twice a day, twice a day for 20 minutes each, uh, technically 22 minutes each. But um, if we don't take that time to quiet our mind, it's like, it's a buildup of stress. It's a buildup of which turns to cortisol and a buildup of like, of, of just ment mentally being drained. And we need that pressure relief valve. And what meditation has done for me has changed my perspective on, on people and how they operate because I start to change and realize how beneficial it is to me. And I realized that, wow, people are operating like this 24 seven. And so that's just one of the tools that I use to, that has really helped transform my life in a major way. And I, I fought it for a while. You know, it's funny, my sponsor, he, uh, he's been trying to get me to, to meditate for years, like literally for like five years. And, uh, and I, not that I fought him on it. It's just, I, I, I would always, yeah, yeah, him. And, and I just wasn't that open to it at the time. You know what I mean? I didn't think it was really important. And eventually, man, my life got shitty enough <laughs> where I, uh, I hit a couple bottoms in, in recovery as well. And I was looking for that second transformation where I was like, you know what? I just need to be open-minded. I need to try new things, right? Because I hit, like I was talking about earlier, I hit bottoms in my recovery. I was about five years clean and just um, I was not in a good place and I knew I needed to change because the, the direction I was going in, it wasn't sustainable. So meditation was one of those things that really helped me, you know, uh, journaling is another thing. It's huge. Making a physical transformation, <laughs> like, listen, going to the gym, I can't even stress it enough. People just think, People think like, all right, you go to the gym and, and uh, yep, you get in shape and blah, blah, blah. It's good for your health and, and all that. Listen, going to the gym has changed my life in so many ways. It, the physical part of it is honestly, honestly, it's really one of the least important. <laughs> it has done more for my emotional health and my mental health than my physical. And I think going to the gym the physical part, it's like meditation in motion. Now, I'm not saying that counts as like practicing meditation or whatever. But what I do mean is that working out, it it forces you, it one, it tests your limits. Two, it really makes you focus on the moment and, and being present. And three, when by putting in the hard work and continuing, it gives you, it, it'll, it, gives you a proof of concept and it allows you to be patient because you know that you have in order to grow in the gym physically working out exercise whatever running all that you need to put in the work first in order to get the results later and that is a great lesson in life because that's how life works you don't you don't get anything that's great that comes instantly is not worth having because it's not how how it works in life we have to put in the work first to get the results later, you know, and that is another part that is transforming in our lives. So, you know, I, I uh, I'm going to wrap up with this. It's like, in a nutshell, when we struggle and go through the things that we go through in addiction, how do we, how do we not go back to that? 
how do we continue to, uh, you know what, I don't even want to put it this way. I was going to say continue to avoid that because we don't want to avoid anything. We want to attack life. We want to get after it. And in order to do that, in order to make these transformations, we got to take action and we got to focus on our, our transforming our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health, which will eventually turn into a spiritual transformation. That's, that's ultimately what it is. It's transforming who we are uh, in a spiritual sense. And when I say spiritual, I do not mean religion, because I do know some people reject that idea and that verbiage, but um, that's not what I'm talking about here. It's about becoming a different individual and um, meditating, journaling, exercise, getting connected with people who who are either like-minded or further than where you are at is key. These are the things we got to do in order to become our best self. And it's okay if you're not comfortable doing this. Good. Get used to it. Continue doing it. You don't want comfort. As nice and comfy as it is, right? It's easy to sit on the couch. It's easy to watch TV instead of going to the gym. Or it's easy to continue getting high instead of dealing with problems in our, in our lives. Or, or working, on, working on ourselves, working on our past traumas and shit. It's easy to avoid that. You know, that's comfortable. But guess what? Comfort lands us in a lot of trouble. It's getting uncomfortable. It's going through going through these challenges in life. It, it really gives us like this, this armor. You know what I mean? This callus, if you want to call it that. This emotional and mental callus. I invite pain in my life now. <laughs> it's fucked up. When I'm going through a tough time and anything, I don't even consider it a tough time. Like it's not even up for me. It's not up to me to decide what is tough and what is easy and what is good and what is bad for me. It's really just maintaining a healthy perspective and, and having faith that things will work out because I've really been in bad spots and and I know that things get better. It's hard to see it in the moment, but I just know it by now. So that's what uh that's what i have for you guys today and um like i said before if you're really struggling right now you know a family member who's struggling you need to get help immediately um give my phone a call it is 203-917-8862 or you can give it a text either way and uh and listen i hope you guys have a, a fantastic day and i will see you on the next one